0: Hey, I'm Tyler Olson, the show is Money Mediator. I'm an investment advisor and financial planner for medical professionals as they transition out of their training. Our busy lives and sometimes our emotions can have a big impact on our emotions and our decisions. The goal here is to insert an objective view into the process, basically a mediator between you and your money. And today we're going to be applying this to a particular topic and that is how spouses of people in medicine support their families how they work together and uh i'm pleased uh to have uh three such individuals uh willing to talk with me today um i got justin michael and ashley thank you all for uh coming today
1: thanks for having us
0: um, wh- yeah, I had, as, as we had, um, discussed before a few questions that we could just kind of discuss, but beforehand, I was hoping just to get a little background on each of you to kind of get some context. Um, Justin, would you mind starting like, uh, you know, about yourself and, uh, and your spouse? For sure.
1: Uh, so my fiance and I are currently, uh, living in New York city on the Upper East Side. Uh, she is a maternal fetal medicine uh, fellow at Einstein uh, in the Bronx. Uh, before that residency was in Worcester Mass uh, at the University of Massachusetts and medical school at George Washington University. Uh, before that we actually met um, well both of us were an undergrad, so uh, I've been there for for the whole journey now. and um, <laughs> we're uh, looking forward to to what's next. Uh, what else can I can I tell you anything?
0: No, that's great. thank you. okay. good. Yeah. And uh, Ashley, how about you?
2: Um, Ashley, we have I'm married to Nick. He is in the last year of med school. He we just matched for emergency medicine from Madison, Wisconsin. So getting ready to mm-hmm. move. Um, yes. Uh, yes. We have two children, and so I am the mom, the wife, and taxi driver, and everything else. Family. Uh, and I'm Michael.
3: Um, Me and my wife currently live in Utah, uh, Salt Lake City. Um, She's finishing up her second year of uh, doing uh, urology research. And we will be moving to uh, Washington, D.C., to George Washington in, uh, what, probably a few months? (laughs) Um, So, um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much (laughs) it. I mean, we're kind of we've been traveling pretty much all across the nation. Just uh, I'm originally from Texas. She's originally from Nigeria, uh, moved in, uh, came to the States, went to Baylor, um, and then transitioned up uh, to New York um, where she did her uh, medical school and then uh, did one year of general surgery at, uh, was in New York, Presbyterian, Queens. And then um, again, just fellowship here. And now we're transitioning back into uh, residency for year mm-hmm. two. So, And Michael, when did, when did you meet? The two of you? Uh, we met 2018. Okay. Um, so yeah, that was after she was finished with all of her schooling. And so I caught like the, I guess the back half of her residency.
0: Okay. And so you're diving into like, or she's diving into year two of her. Residency. Year
3: two. So this will be my first time actually experiencing like the full, like run of like, I guess the residency. So we'll see how, I, how that is. I mean, not quite sure but i mean i'm sure we'll get through it
0: yeah i'm sure you will you shall yeah well um yeah so one thing that i wanted to ask all of you and uh, feel free whoever you know wants to to jump in i was wondering like what sort of challenges that you as you know the spouse of the either the medical student or the doctor what have you uh had to face you know together with with your spouse what role did you have to play to support them any uh any ideas there?
3: Um, I know for me, uh, just look like the start of it. Um, again, when we were living in two different locations and then trying to relocate, that was probably the biggest challenge because we got married um, March of 2019. And then, uh, I mean, so I'll try to condense it and keep it short. But um, we had our court wedding March of 2019. And then so between then and like June, we were married long distance. She was in New York. I was in Texas. And then before or I knew she was coming to Salt Lake and I was like, okay, are we going to do this long distance? You know, are you going to be there for a little bit or is it going to be long term? And uh, but just being married, I was like, no, I want to be there. So I didn't tell her I quit my job. And so and this is before I found a job in Salt Lake. Um, And so we made that work. And coming up here i was thinking oh you know it'll be a nice smooth transition i and then i realized that i when i signed my contract i took a fifteen thousand dollar pay cut um from moving from texas to here so um also my wife did a one year unpaid so that first year moving here i took that huge pay cut and then it's like trying to be the the only income coming in to navigate and kind of scramble by um but i mean through all that time i mean like i said our faith kind of plays a huge part in that. So it's like God was faithful through all of it. And, uh, and we got through it. And then the next year grant was written. So a little bit of extra income coming in. Um, But now we're kind of in the transition having to move again. Um, So, I mean, it's just, uh, for me, it was more so uh, still wanting to be the supportive husband and being able to be present and, and, you know, be where she's at. Um, And then just the flexibility of not really feeling like my career is not somewhere where I feel like I have to just be grounded and rooted somewhere. So it's easy to kind of pick up and go to support her to, I guess, make sure that she ultimately, you know, gets to her, gets to a place to fulfill her dream and her goal. Um, So, I mean, that's kind of been what it's been for us. And I mean, and it's been working uh, pretty well. I mean, there's been times where it's been (laughs) difficult. uh, Like I know now uh, having to, It's like she has a job, so we're excited. But now it's like me needing to find a job before we move. And I know like that I tend to stress a lot during that of just not having that certainty um, of having a job going forward. But I mean, I know something will open up and work out. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I think two of the the bigger challenges um, for us was um, because of the length of which we were together is like, We both had to go on that residency together, which I think is both good and it's, it's, you know, fortifying. Um, But, like, we both had to share in those struggles, which I think, you know, it's a lot for a, you know, it's a lot for a spouse to take on. And it's definitely a lot for someone you're, you know, sort of dating or or close friends with or whatever. Um, So I think that's, you know... um, that was definitely a, a sacrifice. I think, you know, it's like, it, it takes you off the game because you have to sort of be invested in, in, in someone else that's, that's going through some, some absolutely crazy stuff. Um, so I think, you know, I think that was, that was uh, probably one of our, our biggest challenges. And then, you know, it's like um, even with, I know in, in med school, we were in sort of a high cost of living for for med school and residency. It's like, the you know, it's like I don't know what other people, you know, did that, that didn't have, you know, some, some additional cushion, but like, it doesn't, the loaves don't cover, you know, like where we were living, like it doesn't cut it. And it's like, and we, you know, it was, it was, I'm grateful that, you know, we were able to, to bridge that gap and, and whatever, but it's like, what do people do that, that can't like, that's great. You know, it's like you're trying to become an excellent physician and you like can't pay your rent in your, you know, shoebox apartment uh, in, in New York or DC or wherever. So those are, those are two tricky ones, but I uh, got through them. Yeah.
0: Add
2: kids to the mix. It gets really Yeah, fun. It's, 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 it's
1: cr- like, yeah. Imagine
2: it's a whole nother thing. Yeah. We have two, our oldest is eight. Our youngest is four. And, um, like I said, Nick always said the easiest thing he has to do is just go to med school because yeah. he comes home and I do the cooking, the cleaning, fold the laundry, put it away, get the kids to and from school, get them to and from their camps where they need to be. Um, so I always joked with all his deans. I was like, where's my diploma? Like when, yeah, exactly. when it's like where's mine and it's a joke obviously he's working really hard for it for sure but i truly think that i i was lucky going into this he was a fireman before med school so i'm I'm used to him not being home so that aspect doesn't bother us we do just fine but it's the okay he's home but he's in the office yeah so he's not home buddy's right. home it's like a yeah. team like here's you know for a little kid here's a present but you can't open until christmas right kind of yeah thing. it's like and how do you it, explain
1: to the kids that like yep dad needs to go into that room for six hours and you can't talk to him it's like what yeah. you know <laughs> yeah.
2: yes it, it's hard and it's difficult and you do make a lot of sacrifices going into this and we will continue to make the sacrifices need be and I've had to put my life on hold in some ways. I can't, you know, do the jobs I want to do because I can only work 9 to 5 because Nick's schedule won't allow him to take the kids to school or pick them up.
1: Right.
2: So, it's It's, yeah. it's fun. It's fun, though.
0: <laughs> I can't imagine like, I mean just because we haven't experienced it yet because we just have one child, but everything takes forever with children. And we just won, like, like my wife and I, we were even talking about it last night, just like, and I'm not like neither of us are in medicine. So it doesn't even compare, but just, I guess I can, like the, the, the toll or the, not the toll, the, the amount of, of work that is on you, like every day from like the moment you wake up until like you crash at night, it's, it's so much, it's so much.
2: There's no sick days. (laughs) (laughs) there's no sick days and you got you know your husband bringing home stuff that he gets from the hospital and the kids bring in home stuff they get from school and then I'm just some days just dead on the couch I'm like and breathe but yeah it's um but it's different I mean one of Nick's classmates the girl behind him she has nine kids
3: wow
2: and I look and I'm like how are you alive how are you doing and she is the med student oh
0: wow
2: yeah and she has something yeah me, she though. is an amazing woman. I'm like, yeah. oh the patience you have.
0: <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a lot of kids. That's uh, a
2: lot of kids. They're great kids though. I've been around them a couple of times and they are probably some of the greatest kids you'll meet, but it's. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so like with, with, with that workload, Ashley, that you mentioned, mm-hmm. like, and maybe, maybe there's no good answer to this or maybe there isn't a solution at the time, but, um, are there certain habits or, like, routines that you, if you if you have the opportunity or the time, just, if you just get lucky enough to have it, are there certain things that help you to take care of yourself or even, like, just keep your, I don't know, just, I don't know, keep, I don't know if mental stability is the right word, but I don't know, just something that, like, helps you to be grounded? No. No? No. No there's it's
2: because it's a different day and kind of you know our youngest daughter is passionate it's what what mood is Reagan going to wake up are we going to have a good day are we going to have a difficult day and when we have good days it's okay let's go to the park because she's going to be happy and cheerful all day and life's going to be great so then those are my easy days if she wakes up and she's in her no mood um it's just slow breaths day by day um no, I just, I, my biggest thing is bedtime. I guess that's my safety. It's, I know all the chaos is going to end by 8.30. At 8.30, both the kids will be fed clean in their beds and that's it. So I guess days that are rough, I just look forward to them. I'm like, yeah, it's five hours till 8.30. I'll be okay and stuff like that. And that's sad, but, and I'm sure some people are going to, parent bashed me on that, but there's days that eight thirty is just the best time of the day.
0: I fully agree. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, we're I mean, your, your kids are four and eight, you said.
2: Oh yes. Four and eight.
0: Yeah. So like, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the sleep patterns are at that time, but I know like for us, like, like right now, our son, he's, he's about to give up his last nap. Like he's, he's kind of doing that. And so but we still try to give him the chance and like my wife takes care of him for the most part, I'm working from home. So I hear everything that's going on, but by the time, like by the time the evening rolls around, like you're just like that there can be that one touchstone. That's just going to be like, okay, even if it was a really rough day, you know, because of behavior or whatever's going on, um, there's that like couple hours of quiet. Yes. So there's that. Yeah. How about how about you, Michael or or Justin? What do you think?
1: I think it's interesting dynamic. You know, like nothing nothing is permanent, right? So it's whether like when you know that when when your kids are up and you just like need to get through something and and whatever, or it's you know the next rotation is ending or you're getting through your next year. Like however, sort of terrible that that individual moment may be, it's you know it it's temporary. Um, you know whether it's getting through med school or residency, it's like yes, you know it's it's X years, but it's it's temporary. And the idea is hopefully it's worth it.
0: Uh, Justin, where, uh, where your wife is at in her training, like how, I mean, she's in, you said fellowship now. So does she have weekends off now?
1: Yeah. So she now has like a much more relaxed schedule, at least for the moment. Um, her, um, she still has sort of some weekend call once in a while, but she's home, you know, most weekends by default. And, and a lot of clinics will end at, you know, five, six o'clock. So we've actually, we've seen each other more now than we have in probably the last 10 years. Um, you know, she works from home on Tuesdays. Um, and especially now with, uh, with COVID, we've, we've both been home a lot, which is definitely interesting. Um, interesting to see how we've both developed independently, sort of at the same time and also together when we're around for extended periods of time. Um, so definitely, definitely interesting
0: how did you, what, what sort of things did you do when she was, you know, when she was an intern early on in her residency?
1: Um, As far as like keeping myself occupied.
0: Yeah. Or just like, kind of like, did you have, did you have like any habits or routines that you took the initiative on to try to like, make sure that like she had, you know, I don't know that things were good outside of the. Yeah.
1: So I think. I think, you know, there's there's sort of the together, then there's just, you know, me. And I think in order for us to be, you know, good together, I had to sort of get my myself uh, functioning at, at a high level as well. Um, but I think, you know, like, whether it's uh, whenever we had time off, like, we would go do something, you know, whether, it, you know um we would go away a lot but like even if you know there was no money it's like we would go you know to parents house for a weekend or like you know go hiking someplace um you know just no matter how tired you were like post-call you know we would end up sort of just throwing in the car should sleep for a couple hours and like we do something you know whether it was you know could we just going to dinner or going for a walk or whatever it was but um you know some something that that let us develop sort of as a as a couple
0: hmm. okay
3: um and uh no for me, I mean I'm still I'm I'm kinda I'm anxious a little bit just because I'm not <laughs> I'm not experienced residency yet. don't uh, let us scare you. We've been
1: here
3: <laughs> three years we've been here has been she's been doing uh research. So I mean and, and a lot of it too is like we're pretty close to the university and then my school's the other way. So it's it's like it's really not that far apart. So we usually carpool together. Um, so, I mean, Great. we spend a lot of time together. Um, and then with COVID, it's pretty much been just remote, doing research from home. Um, there's days where she'll Um And so, I mean, it was we'll carpool in. And it's like, so I guess like routines and habits is like, I know she's had like a long day of researching and looking at stuff, like looking at a computer screen all day and typing and emails and, and having to talk to people all day. Um, a lot of the time on the way home, since the university's on the way, I'll stop and I'll kind of prepare dinner and then uh, and then pick her up that way when she comes home, we can just eat. And so, and and I think that's been, uh, and I think coming from the South too, like I was in a, a I guess like a circle or community of friends that it, like patriarchy was kind of that thing where, you know, man has a specific role, a woman has a specific role. And I think like through this, like being married, to some of this physician, um, it, it kind of, and it's like being married and you look at that kind of one flesh union. It's like, it almost kind of, you balance one another out. It's not a, like a your role, my role type thing. It's like, we're doing this for each other. So it's like, if my wife's had a stressful day all day, you know, I'm going to come home and I'm going to prepare dinner or do something or clean or wash whatever. Um, and there's days where I have, you know, I've had a rough day or long day and she'll come and she'll kind of make that uh, contribution or sacrifice, however you want to look at it. Um, and I mean, and, and with us, you know, with her doing research and stuff, me being an educator, it's like my summers are wide open. So during the summer, we had to spend a lot of that time together weekends, she's off. Um, and she's very, even when she was in residency at the beginning of our relationship, um, she's always been very intentional of not bringing work home with her. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and I've been, uh, when I first met her, like I literally would bend over backwards for like everybody at work. Oh, can you do this? Can you do that? You know? And, and I'd be there early in the morning. It's time you're putting into work that you're not getting paid for. Um, you're just doing favors basically and people are just using you. And so through meeting her, it's like, I've learned to kind of say no. I used to be that, that yes, man, um, people pleaser. And, uh, so, I mean, even being with her, I've kind of picked up the habits of not bringing work home with me as well. So, as soon as my contract time is up, like, that's it, and I come home. Um, and, uh, and, I mean, we do I mean we do walks uh, at night, you know, when we get off home from work, you know, when we eat, maybe go out for a walk. Um, weekends, we'll go to the park, and go for a run or a walk. Uh, we do a lot of hiking, being in Utah. Um, we, when we first moved here, uh, we probably did maybe one or two trails every weekend. Um, and I mean, and, uh, and now we've, one of the big habits we kind of started was she gets me, I've kind of had to sacrifice, I guess, and live on that residency kind of schedule. Um, we'll get up at like 3am, 3 3.30 in the morning to go to the gym. And, uh, <laughs> that's kind of like our, our boost to kick off the day, you know? And it's like, you kind of, and it's been nice. Cause it's like, it makes you feel accomplished. You got something checked off the list, like you're awake and your blood's going and it's like so it, it kind of gets you ready for the day and then it's like at the end of the day you get to just come home and relax. There's nothing that's really, you know, going to occupy your time too much besides just kind of uh, you know, just eating, relaxing, watch TV, catch up on how each other's day went and so on. Um yeah.
0: Now oh, these are great, you know, great ideas. I uh and you know, for every family and it's different. And for every, you know, uh, at every point in which, you know, they're learning or training, it's going to, it's going to change. And, uh, and so you guys, you're all, uh, you all are uh, coming from different perspectives. So that's, that's really, that's really good and helpful. Um, Do you, do you feel like there's like one particular thing, like, Like, Ashley, you mentioned that, like, sometimes Nick comes, like, and he has to, like, come home and and study, right? That's, like, the the six-hour thing. Like, is there, like, is there a particular thing that you have found to be helpful to, like, like, transition that sort of thing? Like, I know that, like, I ask because I know, like, if I am, like, outside for work and then I come home, there's, like, a certain way to go about me getting back into the office without it disrupting the, you know, the child and everything. And then there's a way to not do it. And it took me some time to figure out the right way. Is there like a, like, is there a particular thing that helps that so that it's like a smooth transition thinking about other students and stuff who are studying at home? Um,
2: I'm trying to think. No, I mean, the kids are used to it, you know, with Nick's career before med school, with being tired and stuff like that, contributing the same thing, but no, Nick comes home and he'll play with the kids for a little bit and ask them how their day is, and then he just tells explains to them, "Hey, I've got to get this work done so that we can have dinner together." That is one of the things that we do. I can count on one hand how I many dinners Nick has missed. Even during Anatomy, he made sure that he was home
3: mm. for
2: dinners. Um, so, if you're able to do that, I think that's important because dinner is important to us. Um, but no, he just explains to the kids and lets me know, Hey, I've, I've got to do this class online, especially with COVID things this last year have been more at home than normal, but we talk to the kids like they're little humans and cause they are, and they understand a lot more than people give them credit for. And Elijah's eight and we'll be like, Hey, we understand that you are eight and loud and run around the house, but can you go run around in the backyard? for half an hour instead of running up and down the hallways Mm -hmm. and they go, okay. And that's it.
0: Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, Now I've heard two things because I, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, this didn't occur to me in the moment, but you both like Michael, you mentioned something about how your wife doesn't like bring work home with her. And, and then Ashley, you just mentioned that, that Nick will say like, he'll like, he'll communicate with the kids, like, like they're human. Like, and I, I totally subscribe to that concept. Like that our kids are far more intelligent than I think that our previous generations may have given us credit for. Um, And so that sort of communication, those are like really good things. Are there any other things that your spouses, any of you, That you feel like, wow, I'm really glad that they do this because obviously we're talking about a lot of the, the work that you are doing as the supportive spouse, but like what, what good things do you feel like, you know, the physician spouse can do in this, you know, in this relationship?
1: Uh, I would say two things. One, I usually don't cook dinner, uh, which is for the better. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll prep and, you know, usually shop together or I'll shop or whatever. But um, she usually will uh, will execute, um, which I think is, you know, I mean, she likes it. It's like a – I think it's like a cathartic thing to sort of get out of out of work day and just, like, do something. Um, and uh, what else? Oops. I think I think that's probably – that's probably the biggest
0: thing I forgot my second thing if I if I can think of it again I'll
3: come back that's all good yeah yeah Man, uh, The not bringing the home or the bringing the work home with her has probably been the biggest thing um and I mean and definitely she does communicate very well like she's very organized um like she I mean and she's trying to get me into it I'm not a planner at all um I, I really don't like the word I don't even like the word plant uh and, uh, I'm very spontaneous, but she's really trying to get me into like, okay, you know, set a list of things or goals and that you want to accomplish. And, uh, so she, I, I just like how intentional she is with like being very structured. Um, cause there's a lot of things that probably would not get done <laughs> if she wasn't that way. Sure. And, uh, cause I, I mean, I'm just like spur of the moment, live in the moment, you know, it's like, oh, you know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't, um, and I mean, and then the cooking thing as well, like uh, it's something we kind of do together. And it's like, because I I don't eat for taste. <laughs> I mean, I just eat because I love to eat. <laughs> and so whether it tastes good or it tastes bad, I'm going to eat it regardless. I just eat to get full. And uh, but like with me and her, when I'm cooking, when we first started uh, dating and got married, um, my food was very bland for her. Uh, I mean, she does. She is from Nigeria, so she comes with a very different palate and a very spicy one. And, uh, I mean, I've definitely grown to love spicy food now and, uh, through kind of cooking and preparing food together. Now it's like, my cooking has gotten so much better. Um, but we do kind of do it together where, you know, I'll be chopping because since she is a physician, she can't, I'm not trying to have her chop off her finger or whatever. I mean, I actually cut through my fingernail the other day doing it. So it's like, you know, it happened to me, not you. And, uh, so it's like at least putting myself in a role to kind of preserve her career <laughs> at the expense of my, my own fingers, <laughs> but.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe get some disability insurance. Yeah, just, yeah for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> just, just joking. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's good. I, cause I, I mean, in, in everything, these are, these are uh, in every relationship, there's like, it's, it requires work, you know, on on both sides. And like, like I was like, I, I know I mentioned to you before, but someone, um, like a, a doctor, I, what they wrote is like, is really, I think is resonates. And perhaps this is something that, that any, you know, some of you may think about sometimes he said, it's starting to dawn on me that I can't be both a surgeon, a good husband and a father. The choice between those should be easy, but it's not. And I don't know what to do. Um, so like this, uh, these challenges, like in the, the thinking and like the the time compression, you know, and like how you just only have so many hours in the day and, uh, you know, each partner, each spouse has like their responsibility. And like, I hear from you, all three of you, how you like, you talk to each other and you try to manage expectations and and be organized and then whatever pockets of, you know, any free time that there might be, uh, you know, depending on where you're at in the, in the training, that's going to be different, but, you know, making the most of those opportunities when they come up. Right. Um, sure. yeah. Um, the, the other thing I wanted to ask is, okay. So, feel free to share, you know, whatever you're comfortable with. And you don't have to be, if there's something you don't want to mention, that's totally fine. But is there any advice that you would give couples who are earlier on in their career?
1: The less they know, the better.
0: Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. why do you say that?
1: Well, I mean, you can't, you know, until you experience it, I think, you know, you could tell someone how miserable it is, but they're like, yeah, you know, no problem. It's like, you have to, you have to experience it and then you'll get it. Mm -hmm. Then you'll get it.
2: It is. Yeah, you're right. You can't explain it. And everybody's situation is so different because what one person needs in a relationship, the other person doesn't need. So it's hard. And it's whether you have kids or not kids or, are you working? Is is it just your spouse or are you both going to school? And so there's so many different pieces and they don't all fit in a nice one little puzzle together. So it's what may work for me. Isn't going to work for the next person? And I've seen relationships not make it through med school. I've seen relationships not make it through residency. And then you see the ones that do, and it's, it's not easy. Mm. It's not, I remember when Nick was a fireman, all of my friends were like, Oh my God, you're so lucky. Your husband's a fireman. And I was like, okay, wait a second, girls. Do you think he's busting through the door and his turnouts looking all wonderful calendar Were they, and they're like, well, yeah, I was like, no, he comes home. He's dirty. He smells like soot. Um, he sleeps for two plus days before he even rolls out of bed. Um, you hear an ambulance go by and you're worried. Okay. Is that a fire? Where, where are they going? Is that my husband on that rig? Who is he working with? Is he working with a strong team? So there's a image that people think you'd get for being married to a resident or a physician or, oh, you're a doctor's wife. No, I'm not a doctor's wife. I'm Nick's wife. And that doesn't come with all of the glorifying that I guess it used to come with because if I'm making sense, I don't know. But it's um, it's definitely different than people think it is. I agree. There's not the cocktail parties anymore at, you know, the doctor houses. And it's not what it used to be that they make it look like in Hollywood.
0: It's not the high glamour.
2: It's not. It's the, he's sleeping, he's home, he's going to sleep because if he's not on his toes, somebody's going to get hurt.
0: Yeah. Mm. So it's really... If I, if I can, uh, if I could, uh, identify the point, uh, it sounds like you're saying be prepared for it to be like, prepare for a rough time. Yes, it's not avoidable.
2: It's not, and I don't think it matters oh. what type of position they're going to be. If they're in residency, med school, um, or any job it, there's your rough moments. But they pass, and you just, you know, prepare for the worst and hope for the best.
3: Mm. Yeah, I agree with Ashley. I mean, it's definitely not a one size fits all. No thing, um, and I mean, so we can give the best advice we can give, but I mean, I think it's one of those ones until you've actually lived through it and experienced it yourself, um, you really aren't going to know 100 percent what you can handle. Um, and I mean, and I think, and I think that's where a huge part. And, um, and kind of pre- preparing them at least like, Hey, this is what it's going to look like. And it's like, this is the, the road and the journey that we're about to go on. And it's like, so just kind of you know, I guess a little heads up of what to expect. And I mean, and I, I, thankfully I've been blessed to have a wife that I don't, I honestly don't know how she does it uh, where she can go put in a 24 hour day. Cause like our corporate wedding was literally the day she came off a 24 hour shift. Yeah. And she was good to go. Like, I don't know how she did it. Um, and, uh, and so it's like, she's always been super intentional about making time for us, uh, even after doing all that. And, uh, and so, I I mean, I think it really comes down to just the, the person, um, that's going through it. And, um, the energy level they have somehow she can do it and she can operate on, you know, a 20 minute nap. I'm like, I need about eight hours, nine, 10, maybe. But, uh, but yeah, so I mean, it's definitely, diff- it's going to be different for everybody. Um, but I mean, it definitely is, it, it's a, a tough road to go on, but I mean, as long as you have somebody that's supportive and, and can be there, um, that's invested, I mean, and you're not going to check out, I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, that's always very important to know and have.
1: I think also talking through the decisions, um, you know, whether it's where you're applying to med school or where residency is going to be, you know, with your spouse. And, you know, I don't want to say, you know, get buy in, but but it's much better, you know, when you're when you're rowing in the same direction, uh, you know, same plan. Um, you know, you have expectations of, you know, how long a program's going to be, where you're going to be, what it will be like when you live there, you know, what are your expectations of each other? These are all sort of good things to, to suss out, uh,
3: early and often. Yeah. I know with my wife like because she was very concerned with that with just like she would think about me and you know my work and career yeah. and I'm
1: like I'm fine I just like do my own thing don't worry about it right. what you need to
3: do that's literally what I told her like it finally got to the point it's like you know what it's like do whatever you have to do to get to where you need to be and I'll, fo- like, I'll follow yeah. you and, exactly uh, so it, it kind of took that stress mm-hmm. off of her of having to think about you know me and finding a job this and that and i Told her I'm like, you know, wherever you want to go, I'm gonna follow. I'll find a job, we'll be fine. And uh so just as long as you're willing to to be open uh to just change. Um because I know I know I don't do well with change, but I guess through all of this I've been managing it. Um, especially with this move to Utah. I mean, I've had to fight against a lot within myself to be there for. Yeah. hm
0: Yeah, these are these are some great thoughts. I really appreciate your, your honesty about all this. Um, And one, one other question I had just, I mean, I know this may not apply to talk, you know, to, uh, to you in particular, but just from your vantage point, because the, the pipeline, you know, from, you know, undergrad, med school, like it can it's, it's years. Um, There's a lot of, I've, I've heard a lot of people go back and forth on making decisions about, you know, if you're going to buy a house or if you're not, or if you're going to, if you're going to try to focus on like limiting your scope with, uh, you know, where you would apply for training so that you could be closer to family or do you like kind of keep it, you know, wide open, um, or have even having children like there, there's, there's so many timing issues um do you feel like 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 imagine like um, a hypothetical couple <clears throat> they're early on in med school like first or second year should they be talking about this like like i like it's important to talk about it regularly but like you don't want to also like harp on it too much like how how should how should this conversation go should it happen like every like every couple months like like you know every you know, like twice a year or something like that what do you think
1: like uh, for all of those those three big decision areas you know yeah. family house and you know um you know I think there's a natural checkpoints right so like when you start med school finishing med school to residency you know there's not sort of a lot of dis- you know for better or worse your your years between those are relatively um, decided for you um you you know, but I think I think it's good to check in annually. I mean, I think you should always be checking. It. You know, it, it certainly you know annually to talk about maybe maybe those big th- big things and maybe some quarterly one on ones, depending on who's in your family who's involved. Um, you know, the house thing is interesting. Um, uh, you know, we've been been. Times you should have bought it. it would have been a you know a huge win. But I remember every you know every time thinking like this is just too complex, right? And my priority is to get you know like her through school and us where we need to be. And it's like we're moving on ten days' notice. It's like do we really want to add like property ownership to this mix? Like is that really worth it? Like twenty or thirty years from now. Am I going to be like, oh, thank goodness I bought that townhouse in DC when we were there in med school? And Like, you know, the answer is probably not, Um, you know, and I just think things get complex on their own. So I think, you know, holding off, you know, on the house to, you know, where you're going to be for a little bit, I think is generally wise advice, Um, even though it wasn't technically the right mathematical decision. Um, And, uh, you know, kids, I don't know, you know, we, we, we don't really have a lot of structured kid decisions, um, except to say that we were sort of going to wait until, you know, through, through residency and fellowship and, and, um, actually her advice before we start, we, uh, we started this, um, was that, you know, people shouldn't wait and they should, you know, do what they want to do in life and and have kids when they want to have them and, and such. Um, and of course we decided to wait. So I don't know what the answer is. We'll, we'll see how that turns out. But, um, I think, uh, frequent conversations are good, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for, uh, thank you for that. I, yeah, I, Everyone's different. And so like what's right for one family is not necessarily right for another, but talking about it and yep. having some sort of structure of communication so that things don't slip through the cracks because life like a year seems like, well, that isn't very often enough. But I I think that that is time goes much faster than we think it does. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, when's the last time that we really talked about these you know major decision points that don't have to necessarily be made like right now but the time at which they do need to be made is six months closer it's a year close you know it's it's things things move quickly so
1: and your opinions on those things change oh yeah you know i mean i think i think that's you know that's like well if you're thinking about x like i'll start thinking about that too like we might as well spend an maximum amount of time thinking about that you know before we have to make a decision yeah
0: yeah definitely all right. Well, this has been really, really great. I am so glad that uh, all three of you are willing to take some time to, to speak with me and with each other about this important issue. Um, the, you know, the, the career path to tr- the trajectory for doctors, it is, it is so much different than what the perception is from the outside. And um, the like one of the reasons why I wanted to do this is to try to create even just like one more pathway for people to be talking with each other about some of the challenges that they're very real, like the, and physicians and their families, you all deserve empathy for the, you know, the challenges that you face. And, uh, and uh, so I hope that I hope that this conversation overall is encouraging to you and and anyone that uh, takes, you know, takes the moment to listen. So thank you very much for, for joining and, uh, and, and sharing your experiences freely today everyone needs a financial plan money mediator that's the show tyler olson that's me follow me on twitter at olson planner that's at o-l-s-o-n-p-l-a-n-n-e-r you can also visit my website olsonconsultingmi.com if you want to talk about any of the points that we've discussed today feel free to get in touch new episodes of money mediator every month subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode